is Retake, a show about enjoying the cinematic arts that includes TV shows, old films, classic films, new films, digitally animated theatrical singing films, too. Pretty much anything that catches our fancy. I'm Tim. I'll be your host on this sensational journey. And with me today is our own Mr. Moon, TJ Draper. Hi, TJ. Hi, Tim. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I am doing wonderful. It is great to be back on the mic with you. I believe the last time we were on the mic together, we talked about Rogue One. Yes, which was also a great movie. Uh, yes. Just as the one that we're going to talk about today. Yes. Uh, today well, we're talking yeah, about Sing. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed oh. it. Oh, no. All right. Uh, <laughs> I think this is going to be a rough one. Maybe we, for once, we won't uh, agree on on something. I, mm, as, as usual, I think we'll probably get to a place of, of agreement. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, um, so yeah, we're going to be talking about Sing. Uh, that was released on December 21st, 2016. Uh, its director was Christoph Lordellit, I believe is how you would say that last name, as well as Garth Jennings. Had a production budget of $75 million. Has grossed worldwide $358,355,155. And I, that's, that's more than uh, I would have expected. And I contributed ten to that, so nice. <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, yeah, I'm happy. I'm sitting pretty for about twelve. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, the cast is just awesome, but uh, to be honest with you, none of the matter except for Tori Kelly, in my opinion. That's true. <laughs> uh, uh, the composer for this film was Joby Talbot, which uh, I, I'm not sure. I'm very familiar with his work. Um, I, I can't say uh, that there was. M- a ton for him to do in this film, uh, considering that it is a musical and most of the songs are, are songs that already exist. Yeah, um, wouldn't he, but, he'd probably be more of an arranger than anything, right. like arranging the songs, which, which right. is, which is not unimportant. So yeah. it's very important actually, especially yeah. for this movie. So, um, where, where do you want to start here? Well, I, I did want to just mention, I, you, you kind of, you said the, the cast doesn't matter except Tori Kelly. I think that's a, <laughs> you're overstating your case because we do have quite the, quite the sensational cast here or seeing sensational. Yeah. Um, Matthew McConaughey, Reese Witherspoon, Seth MacFarlane, Scarlett Johansson, John C. Riley, Taryn Edgerton, Jennifer Saunders, Garth Jennings, Nick Kroll, in addition to newcomer Tori Kelly. I, it seems like this is the first film that she's done anything with. And of course it's just voice acting, but right. wow, what a performance. Um, but yeah, yeah. And, and, and I went into this film, I wasn't that excited about it or by the trailers. I saw a couple trailers, so I didn't bother looking up much about it beforehand. So I didn't realize that Buster Moon was Matthew McConaughey. I didn't realize Rosita was Reese Witherspoon. It's interesting how, you know, after learn, after reading on IMDb after the movie who these people were like, oh, I can hear – now I see that. But like I, in the moment, they were so uh, integral to the characters that were playing them. It's interesting how that works. Like like having good voice talent is really important, but you may not necessarily yeah. know who they are. <laughs> you know, I, I felt like Matthew McConaughey was significantly less Matthew McConaughey-ish. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. <laughs> in this movie because – I mean, like, like I, I went into the movie knowing that it was him, uh, but I, I will tell you that I promptly forgot that it was him. I would have too had I known. Just because I, I was very immersed in the character, I thought he played uh, Buster Moon very well. Well, there was no um, draw. There was no Matthew yes, McConaughey draw. Like, what, what, there, what happened? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, but I, you know, they might have told him to do that, or he might have uh, <laughs> decided, you know, it doesn't really fit for this. But uh, yeah, I, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I thought Seth, Seth MacFarlane was great. Also, I did not know that that was him. Was that him singing? Yes, that was him. What a voice! Wow, what a voice! Seth MacFarlane actually has an album of 
of, you know, Frank Sinatra uh, era songs that he sings himself. It, it is quite great, actually. Who knew? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know Seth MacFarlane is very talented. I just I don't pay that much attention to the stuff he does because I'm usually not into the stuff that he does. Yeah. But I know he's very talented, you know, that in that way. So, yeah. yeah. You know, I, I agree with you. I, I think uh, there are some things that Seth MacFarlane does that, I, that I'm not a huge fan of. But I would think I would say for the most part, I definitely recognize that he's extremely talented. Yes. Um, and and in this movie, he just shows uh, that there seems to be no limit to that talent, because not only can he do uh, amazing voices and completely change who he is, but also mm-hmm. uh, has a wonderful singing voice. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> I'd say the interestingly, the weak point, even though I enjoyed the character, the weak point, weak point as far as singing was probably Scarlett Johansson, um, yeah. which I think they did okay with. But yeah. and, and I like the character, but the singing was definitely it's like, oh yeah, you can tell, like you know, <laughs> you can tell that she doesn't sing for a living. Where the others, I don't think anybody else was like they don't sing for a living. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I. Uh... Again, I felt like Tori Kelly was the best singer uh, oh, of, sure. the, of the of the cast. Um, I would say that Taron Egerton came in in a very close second. He, yeah, his no voice kidding. is just wow, it's amazing. Um, yeah. But you know something something I wanted to address early on in this is that um, I, I felt like a lot of people were not excited for this film, and that makes me really sad because um, a lot of people saw that Rotten Tomatoes give it, gave it a 69% and yeah. said, okay, I'm not going to go watch this movie. And, and I think that that is, uh, I, I think that that's sad because I, I personally, and maybe I was just having an emotional day, but I, I felt like this, <laughs> this movie deserved way more than a C. Um, I mean, people gave passengers a C and that was more like a D, you know, Oh, um, no, don't, don't, you didn't listen to the episode that we talked about. That, I did. did. I did talk about uh, I, I did listen to that episode yesterday. Um, I was just going to say, you you sound like about seeing the way I felt about Passengers, <laughs> which Passengers received a much worse beating, but but I felt this, like, I understand what you're thinking, what you're saying, because I felt exactly that way about Passengers. So uh, I, I walked out of this film um, I feeling like it it told a great story. Um, so... Uh, all right, let's let's start with like our first impressions. I I, I want TJ, uh, you you go first, and then I'll you know I'll follow up. First impressions, you mean like as we're watching the beginning of the movie, or overall impressions? Yeah, like your overall impressions of of the movie. So overall, I definitely enjoyed myself, uh, and and uh, you know any time there was singing going on, which I wanted more of at all times, it was great, and especially when you get to the third act. And uh, that first performance from uh, Rosita and uh, uh, Gunter, uh, just fantastic. And then, then they're rolling the piano out, and I'm like, how are they going to follow up on that? That is just – like <laughs> they have just rolled out their best right here, right now. And I know it was even it was it a Taylor, it was a Taylor Swift song, wasn't it? I think yeah, yeah. And even even so, like some people be like poo poo that, but I I thought it was fantastic. Uh, and I I don't I don't mind Taylor Swift personally. Maybe that's why. But but uh, well, yeah, some of her, her newer stuff anyway. <laughs> so so it was a fantastic song, performance, animation, and then like how are they going to follow that up? And they roll the piano out, and I'm like, this is just going to be terrible. And and it wasn't. It was fantastic. <laughs> and they just kept doing that throughout the entire third act. And so that's when this movie really got cooking. So overall, the third act really brought up the level of the film for me uh, into very enjoyable territory, from sort of enjoyable to very enjoyable. 
So that that's kind of okay. my overall impression. Now, you say sort of enjoyable. What what to you was sort of enjoyable about the first two acts? Well, I, I, I appreciated the story that they were trying to tell. I, I felt like the storytelling was a little uneven. I felt like it was a little cynical and um, uh, cynical. Bleak. Cynical really? and bleak. Yeah, cynical and bleak. The the okay. whole story of Buster Moon and he's trying to save this theater and just the whole – it all just seemed in, in many ways very bleak and cynical. Like this this look at showbiz. Like this is what showbiz is and in order to be – you know, for Buster Moon to be successful in any way, he has to cheat and connive and p- push his way up through the ranks right. and he's in this crushing debt and uh, everything just collapsing around him, and that's showbiz for you. And that just felt so cynical and bleak to me. It was just, and I, I, I wanted, I don't know. And it didn't feel like that story, that part of the story, ever really got turned around. I, I guess it kind of did because Nana eventually signed the contract uh, and 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 bought the place for him. I guess that was the implication. But but it was just mostly just you know the first couple of acts. I just felt. I, and, and I didn't feel nearly as bad as I wanted to about Buster either, just because he was doing things that were morally questionable to try to keep his theater afloat. Like the whole thing was just so bleak and cynical, like I say. So mm. <laughs> that's that's yeah, that's see, why I say sort of enjoyable because I appreciated the story they were trying to tell, though. I, I appreciated yeah. what they were trying to do. I, I think I think I I walked away uh, feeling feeling. You know, seeing exactly the same thing, but feeling differently about it, because I, I think um, this is why I really like the resolution of of how and where that goes, which, by the way, we should just, you know, it, it should be understood that there are spoilers in spoiler in horn. I'll, I'll yeah. blow the spoiler horn right here. So so here's here's the thing. Um, I I loved how they I love how they kind of wrap that up and they they brought resolution to it because. Um, for him to do this show and for him to be successful after, you know, everything had collapsed, the theater had, had come down, uh, it was it was understood that his method of doing things did not work. That's true. And that's not the right way that you should do them. And and uh, and he decided to accept help from Nana to, you know, to get the, the theater back. And and I, I almost felt like it was understood that it wasn't really his. It was someone else's. Right, and mm. he was going to try to do his best to, um, to to run it, um, but but it wasn't his anymore. And I think that that's a good lesson because, uh, you know, things don't always turn out well in life. <laughs> you know, things don't well, turn that, out perfectly. True. Yeah, you can't. You know, it's you, at the snap of a finger, you can't come out of of thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars of debt and and everything turn out the way that you wanted it to you still own the theater you know the theater is doing great i i mean that's just not how life works and i i liked how i liked that the way that they resolved all of that was that he didn't own the theater and uh, and that it was understood that you know he was going to be managing it but it, but it, but but it wasn't his and things hadn't turned out 100% the way he wanted them to but it was still pretty good given the circumstances um so i i i like that uh, my overall impressions of the film are, is just I, I felt like the story connected on various levels. And, and like I said, I, maybe I was having an emotional day, but I I had ver- I had several teary eyed moments throughout this film. Um, oh, I did, too. And and, uh, you know, I love the storyline that they have um, between uh, uh, Johnny and his dad, you know, Taron Edgerton's character. Um, I, I I understood, you know, what they were trying to do with kind of this tug and pull that he didn't want the life that his dad um, had for him. 
you know, it's easier to root for him, obviously, because his dad is a gangster. <laughs> but yeah, well, and that, that's what I was um, going to say. But I'll, I'll come to that back to that in a minute. Um, but you know, I I liked how at the end, uh, you know, he has his dad's approval, and uh, you know, I, I mean, I think that that is that is relatable to a sense because even. Um, even if your parents are losers, you kind of still want them to love you and be proud of you. Uh, of course, of course. So you know that's that's understandable, and I I liked I liked how they how they did that. I I also really liked um, Rosita's uh, storyline because um, I don't know I uh, I enjoyed the fact that they had a character in here that is so bogged down with you know familial responsibilities, um, but but still. Uh, has aspirations and dreams and, and, uh, is, is, uh, is rewarded for, uh, her right to pursue them. Um, I, I really like that. Yeah. So, um, coming back to the gorilla family, um, so I have such mixed feelings about it because I do like the storyline of his father is disapproving. He doesn't want him to play, take part in this stupid competition, you know, and, and uh, just you know all that stuff, and and Johnny's gonna go be successful anyway. And in the end, his father realizes what a jerk he's been. But at the same time, like the whole crime family thing, it almost felt normalized, and it was so strange. It was it was like um, this is just a thing that they do. They're a crime family, and oh, it's okay because his dad realizes that this other thing is important to his son now. I, I don't know. It, it felt I felt so <laughs> odd about that storyline. Yeah. And I, I felt like it would have been more relatable. What they were trying to go for was this relationship with father and son and how things can get screwed up. But in the end, it got solved. And that's a relatable story if they had put it in a different context. If his father had been more normal, but just this disapproving, <laughs> ogring, I want you to be in my line of work, son, and I'm right. a – uh, I'm a uh, whatever I am, whatever he is. If it's not a crime boss, then it, it makes more sense and is more relatable. I, <laughs> I don't know. That that was my feeling on the on the gorilla thing. Yeah, I mean, I have I have to agree with you. I I, I think, um, you know, I I think that the crime boss thing was was done for a few uh, small laughs. Um, cheap, and, cheap, cheap thrills. Exactly, and uh, you know, I I think uh, I think it could have been more relatable. The story could have hit home a little bit more had it been a profession that wasn't a crime, uh, that, you know, that wasn't illegal. So, uh, you know, I yeah, I, I agree with you on that. And, and I feel like the same thing for Rosita. And I enjoyed her story and I enjoyed it for what it was. But, you know, 25 piglets and a a a, a, a complete almost caricature of a husband who he's not bad and he's not mean. So, <laughs> yeah. so you don't, you don't feel like you hate him, hate his guts or anything, but, but at the same time, he's just like totally lost in his own world and not paying any attention whatsoever. Didn't even notice that she wasn't there because she had all these automated systems to do. I mean, again, that was just a little over the top and strange, uh, but that, that, that story did work much better for me. And I appreciated this whole idea. And then when he finally goes to the performance and he sees her up on stage, he's seeing somebody he's never seen before. I enjoyed that for sure. Yeah. Um, also, the Seth MacFarlane uh, character, Mike, you know, again, getting getting into trouble with with bad people. Why? Why do you feel like they had to do that, you know, twice in this movie? Yeah, I don't know. I enjoyed that more than the others because it felt more like because he felt more like a believable if even though he it's obvious they weren't going for something relatable with him. It was more of a believable, just kind of a jerk guy. Like he was mostly a jerk throughout the film. And <laughs> right. that, that was fine. And in the end, uh, I, I did enjoy the fact that he he started hearing uh, Mina sing and he, you know, sticks his head back out there. He's like, what? 
Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, then it, it sort of there's a mini redemption there for him, I guess. But but the yeah, I will say the story with him and the uh, the the lady mouse. Did she have a name? I don't even think they mentioned her name. And I don't think she even yeah, talked. I don't think Maybe, so. She had that one line: "Get in the car." Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's and it's like. Uh, I, I don't understand why that story was even in this film. It felt like a distraction, but but you know, it, it didn't feel as big a deal as like the crime boss thing. Right now, now here's here's my question. So I I had a lot of I had actually quite a few friends that said, "Oh, it wasn't Zootopia." Uh, what do you, what do you mean by that? It wasn't Zootopia. I mean, obviously, it wasn't Zootopia. You, exactly. you mean it's not as good as Zootopia? That's I don't I like till this moment. I still don't understand what that means. It wasn't Zootopia, and and that's what I said. I you know this is a completely different film. Uh, it's not the same. It's a musical, but I I do believe that there were people going in expecting Zootopia because they you know they it's a whole bunch of humanoid animals again. Um, and I think if you went in expecting something like Zootopia that had some pretty uh, serious themes to it, you would have walked out of this disappointed. Yeah. And maybe, maybe, okay. So I did have a note here. Um, one wonders why this was done with animals instead of people. And I said, I I did write down probably because of Zootopia. Okay. (laughs) The fact that people are animals seems completely immaterial to the story. So, so you have to like, (laughs) what did they, did they do animals because Zootopia was successful and we want to have animals too? Or, or was this in production before that, before that, you know, did that have any bearing on the decision? Who, who knows? I don't know. But it, it did feel maybe that's what part of the problem is people were expecting Zootopia because it's yeah. these animals and it's so close to Zootopia, which was a fantastic film, you know, that, that the, they have this expectation and maybe that could have been mitigated because nothing about this story really required the animals. And, and, and yeah. I, it made me ask weird questions that I didn't want to be asking and that I don't think they wanted me to be asking like, OK, so the gorillas are British – and um, the porcupines are, I guess, these uh, punk rockers. And, like, you, you segment off these people in these different ways, and then you go, okay, but, like, it, are, are they trying to tell a story that we're humans except we're animals here? Well, then, like, it just was so weird because, the, the I don't know, race relations-wise, it just seems very odd because gorillas and porcupines, for instance, really can't cross race lines I, I don't know we can cut this out of the show if this is getting weird but i i just felt really odd about what 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 mess i i don't know it was making me ask questions i did not want to be asking and didn't yeah. didn't think was great <laughs> you know i i just i i felt as well that i don't think the animals were necessary for telling this story um them being animals didn't really add anything in my opinion um you know there weren't really That I can recall off the top of my head, there weren't very, there weren't any very like animal specific jokes or. um, Well, piggy power. Oh, piggy power. Okay. One (laughs) joke. Like (laughs) you can have anybody say piggy power and that'd be funny. No, I agree. I agree. Um, So yeah, I, I felt like the, the, it being animals was unnecessary to the story. And I, and again, um, while I enjoyed the plot while in while I enjoyed the particular theme that I feel like I walked away uh, from this movie with, um, I definitely would not say that it was as heavy as a theme that, you know, uh, something like Zootopia had. Um, right. And 
Uh, yeah. So I, I think, you know, if, if you were expecting Zootopia, I think you might've walked out again, uh, disappointed, but I think either way, it was still a good film. And in my opinion, um, the, the ending theme to it all, uh, is, is still really good. It's still a good lesson to walk away with. Um, you know, because what would you most say of that these, theme and lesson is, I think, I think the theme of this movie is to, to not give up, to not mm. give up. Because mm-hmm. I, I remember when, um, you know, when Mina goes and visits Buster Moon and, you know, he's in uh, he's in his <laughs> pajamas or his underwear, I think. I don't know. Um, in, in the pool house, uh, he he talks and he and he says, you know, if if you think if you still believe in me, then, you know, uh, you're just as much of a failure as I am. Mm-hmm. And and I I feel like. uh I don't know. I I feel like I identified with it because um, in my work, I feel like there are times where I feel like a fraud, where I feel like a failure. (laughs) And if I allow my brain to continue telling myself that, then I will become a fraud and a failure because I- It's called imposter syndrome. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, uh, that imposter syndrome can take over you. Um, And I feel like that's a good lesson to teach anybody that, you know, uh, while- while you should not go as far as to feel arrogance, um, being so de- self-deprecating, having severe self-deprecating uh, emotions about yourself is not healthy as well. Um, and there's, and there's can a road. You, there's a road in the middle on either side of the ditch. Exactly, and 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 can prevent you from uh, succeeding in something that you like, something that you love, or something that you really want to do. Um, so yeah, I I don't know. I I really identified with the theme, and I liked it. Yeah, I, I think that's a good observation and, and a good uh, takeaway from the film. I, I think even that the film represents well, I, I, it maybe could have driven this point home more. But in the end, um, Buster doesn't get exactly what he wants and everything that he wants, which exactly. often happens in our dreams and goals. But he kept pursuing yep. and he got essentially what he needed and what he wanted out of life. And I think that's a, that's a great, uh, great point. And I think that's true of most of our main characters, certainly of Mina, uh, even of, yeah. uh, of Mike. Um, you know, where he he's obviously so arrogant and has talent, but he's kind of a jerk. And, uh, you know, I think he he winds up in a better place than he was. Um, certainly, this is the case with Rosita as well, where she pursues her dreams. And uh, despite some mishaps uh, with her family, is, is able to patch things up and 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 pursue her dreams. Yeah. And Ash, too, because, you know, yes. she, she, oh, leaves, Ash. she leaves her her jerk of a of a boyfriend. Uh, wow. <laughs> who who doesn't want her to sing um because you know he thinks that he is the lead singer of of this band um yes. <laughs> and she goes on and and writes a, a really great song yeah were, were you surely i was not the only one screaming in my head every time she was with her boyfriend <laughs> dump him leave him he is not good for you just yep. get away from that jerk not all guys are like this you know get away from him yeah <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's again the case with her as well. Um, yeah. So so there's definitely that theme running strongly throughout the film, and I think that's a good a good takeaway. Um, the the uh, depth of characters um, is certainly, as you say, maybe not as we don't get as deep into things as as like a Zootopia. And again, the comparison is is being drawn because we're in an animal world, the same as Zootopia, which was just not that long ago. So, so I think the characters and their motivations maybe aren't explored as much, but the themes are are just as deep and and work just as well in that way. So, um, yeah, I think that's a good takeaway from this film. 
Yeah, and I mean, even if even though they they may not be explored as much as we'd want to, I think the exploration to each character is still very very well done. Um, you understand enough about Buster Moon and and his motivations. You understand that you know he he wants to do this to make his dad proud. Um, because his dad was the one that helped him buy the first, you know, the theater the first time. Um, right, and, right. And, you know, so you, you understand a lot of the motivations of these characters. And, and I, I appreciate that because um, there definitely are some animated films uh, that do not have enough character moments, do not have enough character development. Um, so you, 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 get, you end up with a film where you don't really know what the heck these people are doing and, and why. They're doing it, whereas you you understand um, where every character is coming from, and and you know I'd like to return back to um, Mina, which is Tori Kelly's character, yeah, uh, because she's she's my favorite. Um, you know, she's this uh, shy elephant um, that that has a beautiful, beautiful voice. Oh my goodness, I I I teared up when she started singing that Stevie Wonder song at the end. Um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's it's just gorgeous. It's 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 angelic. I mean, if, if, if I go so far as to say that, like, it, I don't know, it was, it was just a, an, an amazing experience to, <laughs> to hear her. Um, and well, I mean, say Tori I've, Kelly is going places. Yeah. And I mean, I've heard her sing for years now. Um, I, I, I used to follow her YouTube videos when, when she wasn't famous yet, but, um, well, she's am I a bad guy if singer. I say I was unaware of Tori Kelly and I'm looking, I'm, no, I'm not at be all following her now. No, not at all. I mean, that's that's the point. Now you uh, now you've been uh, what what's it called? Um, Inculcated, introduced. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. know. Now you've been helped to become aware of of an amazing talent. So, uh, but yeah, Tori Tori Kelly's performance was uh, Tori Kelly. Sorry, her performance was just great, and um, and I I thought that she also did a very good job as a voice voice actress. Like you know, yes. she. Her the emotions that that um, that her character were was feeling came across very well with just her voice. Um, and again, I think that that is just so talented because it's one thing to be able to sing, but it's uh, quite a different one to do voice acting. That's a whole different ballgame. Yeah, well, voice acting is not easy. Don't let don't let anybody fool you. Voice acting is is a talent in and of itself, and. And it's not just because she has a good singing voice does not mean she's going to be able to voice act. And she yeah. did acquit herself very, very well. Well, and I think uh, I think that's it. That's all I have to say about this movie. OK, well, I, I just want to say that despite some uh, the uneven beginning and uh, the, the questionable stuff in the first and second act, um, I did enjoy this film. And the third act really brought it around for me because I kept mm-hmm. getting glim- glimpses of what I wanted. Which was more music, and I, I'm, I'm sure that 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 the reason we never got a full song before the third act was mostly a licensing thing, probably. Mm, <laughs> so, yeah. uh, you know, but but music is a very powerful medium. I, I listen to music every single day. I, I write code, like I just sit at my desk and I write code. And depending on my mood, I'll listen to, uh, uh you know, pop, rock, uh, classical soundtrack, uh, just all kinds of different things. And there's probably not a day goes by that even though I listen to probably the, the same. Bulk of you know, I try new stuff uh, once or twice a week usually, and try to add stuff to my collection. But I listen to the bulk of stuff, the same song, you know, the same stuff throughout the week over and over again. But even so, there's probably not a day that goes by that, that some emotion does not come out of me because of the music I'm listening to. Whether it's I'm listening to a soundtrack and I was reminded of an emotional scene, or whether I was just getting into the groove of the music, or you know, I was singing along with it, or what have you. 
Uh, music is a very powerful tool. And what this film did well was it used music in a, in a way to move people uh, to move me certainly in 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 a way you know even though I I kept having these questions and when when yes. we get to these musical bits I was moved emotionally and especially in the third yeah. act and you get this really great opening performance from uh, Rosita and Gunter and and then you know you get this follow up with Johnny and even even the even the styles and the genres I don't care as much for like all the stuff that Mike's saying I, I'm not a big fan of that stuff but even that was moving and emotional and great. Uh, and, and it was, yeah, it was a lot of fun. So in the end, despite the fact that I, I have, you know, questions and wish things would have been better, I did enjoy myself immensely watching this film. Uh, so I, I'm glad that you had prompted me to go see it. I probably would not have seen it until much later when it came out on, uh, on home video release. Uh, yeah. if, if you had not prompted me, if you had not said, are we reviewing Sing? We have to review Sing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I love this film. Uh, and, and I, I mean, as soon as the, the, the movie ended, I, I looked over at Kelly and I'm like, I am buying this movie when it comes out, uh, nice. because I, now, to, to clarify you, you, Kelly is your wife. We're not talking about Tori Kelly. No, 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 <laughs> <laughs> no, my wife, Kelly. Yeah. So, so ratings, uh, what, what, what is your rating? Uh, boy, I've, I've, I've gone back and forth on this. I've been, I've been flirting with three and a half or four stars, uh, especially again, because of that third act, which really brought it out of the two and a half star territory for me. Um, I, I, uh, hmm. can I, can I take a rain check? Can I say maybe three and a half, maybe four, <laughs> I'll have to let it cement and solidify. I'll have to watch it again when it comes out and, and we'll see. Okay. How, is, are you okay with that? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Uh, I'm I'm giving it a four and a half stars. Um, if you if you can uh, watch this movie and uh, you you know you want to go see it in the theater, uh, that that'd be great. If you want to wait until it comes out, that's also that's also great. Either way, I think you know I really think that you should watch this film because I I loved it. I, I agree. I think it's worth watching, and uh, you, you know I I think that. The experience in the theater with the surround sound and the big screen, uh, and you know, I, th- I think it's worth seeing. Yes. Oh, and also the soundtrack is available on Apple Music, um, and I'm sure it's available on other on other platforms. So I'm sure you know is, if yeah. you if if you kind of want to check out the music before you go see it, I definitely recommend it um, because I, I've I really enjoyed it. Uh, added it to my collection, and I I listened to it. Uh, I've listened to it a few times since we went uh, to go watch can, it. So I can only imagine, given the way you've been gushing about this film. Oh uh, yes. <laughs> All right. So uh, it, is that it? Do you do you have anything else to say about this? TJ? Uh, let me look over my notes. I I feel like that's that's it. I think I've touched on all the points that I wanted to make. Um, variety of musical talent, genres, and style. Yes, I touched on that. Um, uh, oh, I did want to just say that. Uh, I uh, am glad to say that I am still relevant in the world. I recognized way over half of the pop music that was being uh, put on display nice. in the film. And in fact, much of it I constantly listen to. <laughs> Very nice. Whether that's, whether that's to my uh, shame or not is remains to be seen. No, no, no. Uh, I, I, feel, I feel the same way. I, I knew most or, or if not all of the songs. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know all of them, but most of them I either recognized or listened to a lot. Nice. Okay. <laughs> So, uh, so then I, I guess that's it. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Retake. If you would like to continue the conversation with us, uh, where can people find you, TJ? I am on Twitter. I am at TJ Draper Pro and definitely love to talk about movies. So hit me up there. Okay. And uh, I am Smith Timmy Tim on Twitter. Uh, and I as well love to talk about movies. So 
Uh, please get in touch with me there. You can find show notes for this episode at nightowl.fm slash retake slash 17. Uh, thank you for joining us. Have a great day. Bye. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Tim.